Hey gang, Wonder Rob here, and Shop's here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network. Visit GeekSoToSpeak.com for our full podcast lineup. Aww, yeah! It's time for another episode of the comic book Kaiju Slash Beer with Geeks. Today is a very special episode because we're doing a crossover event with one of my favorite podcasts in all of the podcasting multiverse, Beer with Geeks. And I have one half of the geeks. Well, we got to get both halves at some point. But uh, due to a baby being born and uh, some other things, the other half is not here with us. But we have a, a half that goes back 12 years with me, uh, a former host of the Gotham podcast with myself and Hunter Camp. It is not only father, but husband, English teacher, music director, co-host of Beer with Geeks, co-host of Academy Rewind. It is the one and only Timothy PG, Tim Gannon. Hello, sir. Hello, Vactor. That was the nicest yeah. intro and even most encompassing intro I think I've ever had on a podcast before. <laughs> like, Tim we go back deserves. Years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do not deserve. No, it's but it's thank you for having me. I I am very excited to be on the comic book kaiju podcast. Um talking comic Excellent. books, which is wild. Yes. I don't actually get to talk comic books on Beer with Geeks as much as as I'd like to. So um this is good. I'm excited. Yes, and both you and Frank, I would say, are my number one DC guys. Because most of my friends I'll put it this way, our Marvel hit zombies from way back. Mm-hmm. And I I have few DC heads, but you and Frank are the two that I turn to. And especially when I got snapped away, when Thanos took me out and I came back and I was like, But you is... look great though, because you know, those oh. those five years <laughs> are like yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> when I came back in that hospital and Monica Rambeau was like I saw her looking around, I said, I gotta get back to podcasting. I gotta get back to reading comics. Uh, but when I came back, Tim Gannon was the first person I went to. And I said, what is going on in comic books right now? And I also had a chat with you and Frank as well. So that has been very comforting to me as I've come back from the snap. So thank you for that, sir. Well, I'm happy to provide but, a nice little service for you. No problem. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, Tim is one of the most knowledgeable DC Comics fans that I know. And I was just listening to the latest episode of Beer with Geeks. And you guys were talking about the Green Lantern, uh, Beware My Power. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was some other DC talk on that episode as well. So very much enjoying that. If anyone is not checking out Beer with Geeks, you should 100%. All right, stop what you're doing right now. Stop listening to this. Stop watching this on YouTube <laughs> and go listen to every single episode of Beer with Geeks. All right, are you done? All right, come back now. Okay, now thank you very much. Okay, so uh, let's start off this show, Mr. Gannon, with some interesting news now well actually you know what before we get to the interesting news let's just say real quick joker 2 Fole adu Mm -hmm. has a release date october 4th 2024 now i don't know if i ever talked to you about the first joaquin phoenix joker i think we've ever talked about the first one together yeah did you like it (laughs) is it a movie that you can like I liked it. I didn't love it. My mm-hmm. wife 
loved it. She watched it six times in the theater. I only saw it twice in the theater. She six went times. and six had times. to see it six. many, many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six is good. I mean, so, that's, that's yeah. fine. But yeah. Uh, also, wow. my wife good. is a Joker fanatic. I don't know if I ever told you that. Um, no, I did not know that about her. Yes. So she, even before I met her, she had Joker paraphernalia when I met her. Uh, also, Darth Vader. So she's kind of a villain. She's got fan. a dark side. She likes, yeah, she's got a villain. Yes. Fan. Yeah. For her, yeah. <laughs> so she loved Joker one. Um, and that her love also kind of translated where I think I enjoyed it more because mm. of her enjoyment. Mm -hmm. So I liked it, but I didn't love it. Uh, but what what say you, sir? What did you think about Joker? Um, I liked it a lot. It's I I think I liked it for the kind of like it's uh, I don't know like chutzpah like it like dared to tell Ooh. this story almost and yes. and I thought like everyone really brought like a, a you know a high level of achievement to the movie and I mm, said yes. wow that was really powerful I will never ever watch that again and that's kind of where <laughs> I left it like it was kind of like a like a clockwork orange or something like that where like I know it's well made and I'm so very uncomfortable, and I never need to experience that again, unless I'm feeling like a like I'm feeling like a self masochist or anything like that. But yeah, um, so but the news of the second one weirdly excited me, like in a like Ooh. I was like I don't know why because I felt like that was a story that was told. It doesn't need to go any further. Like I that was it. Right. That's all I needed. But there's something about there's something about the title mixed with knowing that it's got a musical component mixed with Lady Gaga. And those are the things that I'm like, I'm now I need to see what you're doing. I'm just I'm just interested yeah. now. Yeah, I'm the yeah. same way where, like I said, musical, that's I automatically like gets my spider sense tingling. What is this? What is what is going to be the. The makeup of this movie, what is going to be the the um, you know the DNA, the essence of it? So I'm interested to see what they pull together. Same director, you know, same cast for the most part. Um, I'm interested, but 2024? That's two years away. I know. That's Avengers King Dynasty. Oh, is that really? Oh, when you put it like that, that feels like forever. <laughs> that feels like a forever wait. Because when I saw 2024, I was like, well, that makes sense. I mean, obviously, it's not you don't make you don't pump out a movie in a year really anymore. Not something on this scope and scale with two stars that obviously have busy schedules. And so like that alone, you know, like kind of pushes everything back a bit. So I can understand. So I can understand that. Um, yeah, but yeah, it does seem also, far slight, when you put it in the Kang Dynasty <laughs> box. Slight correction: Kang Dynasty is twenty twenty five, but that's okay. still a long that's way. Still Two long, still, still a long way away. way away. Yeah, that's yeah. But you know what? Like, it doesn't also, mean summer twenty twenty four. It could, it, you know, it could be a year and a half. Maybe it's coming out in January or something. We don't know. Yeah. So no, um, wait. Do they have an actual? Is an October release date? Yes, October. Yes. Okay. So yeah, you know that's a long time away. That's almost yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I retract my statement. <laughs> while we wait, um, I actually forgot. I should have started this right because this is beer with kaiju. So I wanted to tell Tim Gannon I don't drink alcohol, but for this episode specifically, I brought 
a root beer. That's an amazing beer to have on Beer with Geeks. And I, <laughs> honest to God, I think you're the first person in hundreds of episodes, you know, you know, a bunch of guests, Frank and I almost every week to ever do this. So congratulations. You, you, get, an, you get an award for that. Because Yay. it is because it is now, Beer with Geeks and I am using this episode, uh, you can tell you finish yours and I'll actually say what I do have as a beer. Um, because ah, yes. I, you know, I'm obligated under our contractual agreements to actually <laughs> drink a beer. Although this is the finest mug root beer, I will have to say I enjoy A and W root beer more. It is my root beer of choice, but unfortunately, the gas station that I went to was out, so I said, "Let me grab this mug root beer." But I am also a root beer connoisseur, so that's really did not know that. Yes. I, I also prefer A and W. It is a it is a superior root beer. I agree. Mug's yes. good though. It's not it's not bad. And you got it in your beer stein too. Like it's real like it's real beer. You're the best. I I I had to break out all the stops. For Tim Gannon, I said this has to be uh a, a proper beer with, with geeks episode. This better than beer with geeks, because you broke the system but made it better. Like <laughs> it's like that's even it's even better. Um, I am drinking a Save the Sound light lager from the Stony Creek Brewery. I was uh, in Mystic, Connecticut a couple weeks ago, took a family vacation, went to the aquarium. My um, daughter and my niece and my nephew all love um, baby beluga. So like, we went to go see the actual baby beluga um, oh, wow. so that they have there. Yeah, it was very cool. It was very, very fun. So I picked up some local beer while I was there because nice. that's the only way to get it. And this one... Um, uh, actually goes uh a bit towards the Long Island Sound, but everything it they the um Stony Creek Brewery partnered with a conservation effort to um help clean up and fight climate change. Um, oh, so nice. yeah, so I feel like I, I am contributing to saving the planet by drinking this beer. I don't know how it works exactly, Tim but Gannon. I gave the money. That's fine. <laughs> Tim Gannon is a superhero in my eyes, in, oh, in so more kind. ways than one. That's so kind. <laughs> that's so kind of you. <laughs> so let's get to our big news of the week, mm -hmm. Mr. Gannon. And I wanted to uh, get you on specifically to talk about, because uh, like I said, you are the DC master. Um, mm. This week, DC slash Warner Brothers decided the upcoming Batgirl movie uh, that we were all anticipating and looking forward to. Hey, what's that Batgirl movie going to be like? They said, nope, we're not going to give it to you. We're going to take it off the release schedule, and it will not be on HBO Max. It will not be in theaters. So I don't know if we will ever see this movie in our lifetimes, Tim Gannon. After they filmed it, they were they were finished. They were in post-production, and they said, all right, Let's just throw it on the shelf. It's not even worth putting it on this on the streaming service. What what do you what was running through your mind when you saw this news? I honestly thought it was a joke because the news was hit. <laughs> it came out from the New York Post first. I was like, "That's not real news. That has to be fake." What does the Post <laughs> think they're doing? Like they're like our they're like our regular regular uh, like our regular actual equivalent to the Daily Bugle. So I'm like, "Is that real real news that you're putting out?" And so. I so when like other people like Variety and Hollywood Reporter were actually putting it out there, I was like, "Oh man, like 
come on. I understand that like Warner Brothers Discovery it like needs to like hunger down and save money and because they've not been you know they've they've not had a great market share and so they're like this is yeah. a good tax write-off and i'm like from a business point it maybe saves people's jobs and, and like when you look at it in a weird way so like i understand that but also just as a fan i'm like that's rude like like it's a <laughs> stupid it's a stupid decision because yeah babs is finally like you're finally giving her the spotlight you know a member of the bat family that's not batman is finally like getting it, their own movie that's not Halle yes. Berry's Catwoman. And, <laughs> and you know, and plus it would have been the second return of Michael Keaton as Batman and yes, and right. J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, you know, and I just I wanted to see all of that. And now I will see literally none of it. I will see none of that. <laughs> and I won't even see Brendan Fraser as as a DC villain. Like, it's just it's that to me is very upsetting. Like Edinburgh as Gotham, what an awesome filming location! What a great idea! Won't see that either. Like, it's just that's it, just upsetting that you know, in a, in a, in a world where we are actually inundated with comic book properties, like you just, I don't have the time to watch them all. Like now, I actually have to pick and yeah. choose. And I've said before, right. like we grew up in the era of like, well, if you didn't watch David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury on fox then you might not get anything ever again yeah, so you yeah. better watch it that's what we grew up with so mm -hmm. so the fact that they can just cancel something like this and just be like yeah whatever let's move on be like what else are you canceling well like what else am i never right. gonna what i feel like i'll never see it just feels defeatist and i i hate it yeah and this was something that the now i don't know your thoughts on bad boys for life uh but the directors of Bad Boys for Life and then um, a few episodes of Miss Marvel, I thought mm -hmm. they actually did a great job. And I'm going to probably butcher these names. Adil L. Arby and Bilal Fila mm -hmm. uh, were the directors. And we had Leslie Grace as Barbara Gordon. I feel That's who I feel bad for is the cast and crew. Me too. That's a um, lot As of well work. as the fans. That they were done. They finished it. Like, it wasn't even like, oh, okay, we were in pre-production or we were halfway through or whatever it was. It was like they were done. And and it's, and it's there's and, and also the fact that they just said, oh, yeah, we're, you're just never going to see it. It's like, wait a minute. Give me the chance to dislike it. Give me the, you know. Right. I mean, heck, like, just, just give me the unfinished version. Like, whatever you have. Yeah. yeah. Just throw it out there. I'll watch that. Yeah. I know it won't count for anything, <laughs> but at least I'll get to see the things that I wanted to see. Maybe. Yeah. I, did you see Kevin Feige reach out to the directors? Um, I did. Was... I thought that was very nice of him, you know, to just be like, it actually, um, uh, I know that um, Edgar Wright and James Gunn also reached Ooh. out to them. Um, oh, and nice. Their messages nice. were not made public, but the directors, like, you know, when their little message said, like, thanks to these guys for their experience for reaching out. Because, you know, obviously Edgar Wright worked a lot on Ant-Man and that never went anywhere. And James Gunn yeah. has had a lot of start and stops uh, over his career. And so it's and, you know, and they've uh, they've obviously made it right. You know, they've continued to work mm -hmm. and, and do big things and go on right. to even say better things. And so, like. It is kind of wild that like, like 
people's like actual real livelihoods depend on movies getting made like leslie grace like she had a, a great like a coming out in in the heights you know and i was really looking forward to her version of babs because she was very good in in the heights and now like all right now what <laughs> no. yeah apparently it wasn't testing well though so that's the other the other thing that we haven't felt like that it it might not have been good which is something that we're not yeah we're not really talking about um there's a possibility right. that it could have been very bad it could have been a very bad movie and <laughs> like um and that could have actually hurt people's career ended up hurting people's careers and so it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily mean it kills all of their momentum maybe it actually saved it like but we just don't know because we haven't seen it right yeah it's just very um interesting because it's kind of unprecedented i've never seen this happen before where the movie was done and we had everybody was looking like we already knew it was coming out or we were looking forward to it and then they just kind of cut it off so that to me was interesting and then also they've now come out i don't know if you saw this today with their 10 year plan mm -hmm. and it's very marvel-esque uh where they're you know trying to give the fans hope and trying to give them a runway of hey look what this is what we're gonna we're gonna give it to you we're gonna give you all these titles um i've seen that i just before. don't it's empty promises yeah I, yeah yeah it's just it's very difficult to uh believe until we see something until we actually get some good stuff and a lot is riding on that Ezra Miller Flash movie, yep. which it looks like that's going to be the linchpin of everything where Flashpoint is going to reset everything. And I just, without even knowing who is Superman, without knowing who is going to be, is the Robert Pattinson Batman going to be part of this? Like. There's just so many murky things to me. Yep. That because they and they it's just it, a lot of uncertainty. And there there were hard lines before, right? You know, like Pattinson's a great example where like that was its own thing. They've said repeatedly it's its own thing in its own time, its own universe, its own place. Same with Joker. Yeah, right. And they've they've done both of those films did really really well, especially Joker. Um, and so like then it becomes weirdly nebulous all of a sudden when there's when there's new management like what what becomes management dictation over right like letting you know letting creatives kind of work their work their way if everything is hinging mm -hmm. on the flash movie and i think i think Zavolf says something about like they've seen Shazam and Aquaman and um and the flash and they liked all of them and they're excited okay, like where that's going good. so so maybe it just means that like their 10-year plan kind of just starts with the flash and moves forward but instead of just you know maybe their 10-year plan is just br bridging back to another justice league movie and and that wasn't the intention before so yeah. i don't know yeah, hopefully in two years when Joker Two is out, hopefully we'll have a better <laughs> road. I road, hope so. Uh, road two years, like I've been waiting for Black Adam. <laughs> what feels like since The Rock was still wrestling, and now like I, you know, whatever, whatever, it'll come yeah, when it comes. You know what's crazy? I saw a screenshot of the announcement of Black Adam, and The Rock was like a hundred pounds lighter. Like he he had hair. Yeah, like he looked like a different person. And I, 
in the back of my mind, I always had that where I was like, when is that Black Adam movie going to come out? And we just we just weren't hearing anything about it. Um, so I thought it was dead. I thought it, was, it wasn't going to happen. Um, I think he but... personally really fought for it to happen. It probably would have died if it wasn't for him. That's that. So usually it's kind of been my take on it for a while. And so but you know what? All that yeah. time, he's only just gotten better as being Dwayne Johnson, right? Being an actor or whatever. Yeah. So like I didn't really want to see Scorpion King Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam, <laughs> but like the right. who he is now, yeah. sure. Like, yeah, he's had a lot of yeah. exper- a lot of experience under his belt now. And think about how comic book movies have matured from twenty thirteen till twenty twenty four, you know, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. Um it's it's also interesting to see that um just the whole industry change. From that standpoint as well. Mm-hmm. And you know what this actually reminded me of? So today, as we record this, The Sandman came out on Netflix. All 10 episodes mm-hmm. of The Sandman. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was originally attached to a Sandman movie mm-hmm. going back to 2013. So he dropped off in 2016. And I was I was just kind of doing some research before... Um, cause I was thinking like, whatever happened to Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Cause I, I remember hearing about it, but I forgot exactly what the details were. So I went back and looked it up. 2016, Joseph Gordon-Levitt disagreed with the then management that came in very similar to what Discovery's doing. They came in and told Warner brothers and kind of was, was shaping the direction. And he said, no, this is not what I want out of a Sandman project. So I'm going to let those guys do their thing and I'm going to step back from it. And I was just like, man, it's crazy that Warner brothers, it just keeps on happening and there's no Kevin Feige. There's no guiding force for Warner brothers right now. Like telling them this is the way it's going to be. And and all of our movies are going to fall in line versus how it had always been when we grew up, where it was the Michael Keaton Batman is over here. The Christopher Reeve Superman is over here. Right. And everything, nothing connects. So technically they have Walter Hamada because he's the president of DC Films, right? And so they do Ah. have somebody who almost quit today. Apparently that was in the news cycle too because nobody told him that they were pulling Batgirl off the release (laughs) schedule. So just (laughs) as like a general basic like leadership idea, like, communication is apparently not very good at <laughs> at Warner Brothers Discovery just like really basic stuff like casting crew i i do not agree with not telling them but like i feel like the guy in charge should know from like just his boss what's happening like it's pretty sad right it, it it's it's yeah. pretty sad and um yeah, I don't know. You're right, though. It just, like, it keeps <laughs> happening. But, like, going back to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, whoever, like, said, like, oh, well, they're making Sandman. That's a DC property, so we should include that in, like, the 10-year plan or whatever. But, like, if you, like do you know what it is before you even decide <laughs> to, like, do that? Which is where the Feige thing comes in. Like, at least he knows what properties yes. like, right. fit inside. And he doesn't just give people what they're asking for either right he people have been wondering mm-hmm. where spider-man and the x-men are and like all the you know whatever and he's like or fantastic four whatever he's like when the time is right they will appear like the end like that you know that's that's it um and yeah DC and look at that. those properties before right and not, not only dc but even marvel 
when they sold off all of their properties to, you know, when they were going bankrupt and Universal got a piece and Sony got a piece yep. and all these people. Merrill Lynch. And yeah. it was like, yeah. <laughs> nobody knew what to do with these characters and the movies weren't great. Yep. And so once we got everything under Marvel and, and that was like, there was a unifying force, then it was like the result and the product was much better. So hopefully we can get that out of D.C., it's true. Um, to be now, to be fair, the X, a lot of the X Men Fox movies are good, and uh, the uh, vast majority, mm, half of the Sony Spider Man movies are good. I want to say the vast majority. That's <laughs> like that's too yeah. much. Yeah. Um. So yeah. like there it, there were good movies director, previous yeah. to um to Marvel Studios, but they were also all produced or at least worked on by Kevin Feige because he was on that very first mm -hmm. X-Men movie. Yeah, right. So, like, the the Marvel movies have always had Kevin Feige from what we would say the, the yeah. modern inception of the comic book movie with X-Men, Count Blade, maybe. Um, and then, like, moving yeah. all the way up. Like, Kevin's always been there, and DC does not have – has never had that. Yeah, and I was hoping it would be Jeff Johns, but – as we've seen, it just hasn't under his tutelage. It didn't come together. And then even when, when Jim Lee took over as, as head of DC, it was like, it just, nothing has come of, you know, having just one, one vision or one person um, so far. So hopefully we can get the right guys in there. Now, did you see this HBO discovery plus HBO max discovery plus merger. That's going to happen between these streaming services. Yep. I did see that. I also saw bits of their presentation where it was like HBO is male centric and discovery plus is female centric. Yeah. And people are like, is that, that was weird. It's weird. That's kind of weird now. And yeah, to be fair, like certain, like certain properties, certain types of shows have larger male or female audiences. And I feel like maybe that's what they were just talking about. Like, but, it's like, are you saying that these like to say that HBO is is like Spike TV and like because it, yeah, right. it's not like it's it's not right. And Discovery is what well, women's uh, life TV, life TV, genre, TV. genre, um, yeah, uh, genre -dom or something like home of genre -dom. Yes. Home of genre -doms, yeah. Because I have the slide up. Oh, OK. HBO Max is home of fandoms. And Discovery Plus is home of genre dumbs. That's so they just invented a word. They sure did. I um, just, which is whatever. You could just say genres. Another, you don't have to say. Uh, you don't somebody, have to call it a dumb. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Somebody on Twitter pointed this out. I don't know who it was, but on the the franchises card that they put up, it was like they split out. Okay, um, there's a Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman instead of being just like DC mm. and then it was shark week game of thrones the 90 day fiance universe Ooh. and then the w wizarding world of harry potter mm. so i thought that was weird that that they put the trinity up there and well, i've had a problem for a long time this is going back to the dc animated stuff where it was they could only make batman superman wonder woman and then justice league movies mm -hmm. and we we barely got Green Lantern stuff. We barely got like Flashpoint later, but especially in the early days, it was like, and I love those characters. As you know, I love Batman. I love uh, yeah. Superman and Wonder Woman, but I love the whole DC universe. So right. I want 
every character to have their their heyday shine their moment in the spotlight. yeah i agree and yeah. you know batman's my favorite so like great more batman content for me superman's my second favorite so great more superman content for me like maybe <laughs> but like i'm wearing a justice society shirt right now i love the justice society yeah you're wearing a flash shirt like like yeah, yeah like where like it's not <laughs> just about those three and it's it's almost weird when they're like in wonder woman they're like Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, she had a show, <laughs> and then she had a movie, and then another movie, and like like it's just not anywhere to the same level as as Batman or yeah or Superman, even to, to a lesser extent. Which right. you know, um, yeah. So yeah, but it, it is, and I can understand like not throwing up Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, like DC, you know, like because but but there are other characters, and by not letting those other characters right. shine. Like you're you're only shooting yourself in your own foot. Yeah. So come on, DC, give us the whole universe because we love these characters. We love this universe. Um, and actually, I ju- we just had a talk on the comic book kaiju um, about mainstream characters and letting them evolve and letting them change. And you look at like, okay, they allowed Nightwing to age up a little mm-hmm. bit, but now he's kind of like locked in place and. They've allowed these other characters, but it's always with Bruce and Clark. And actually, we could talk a little bit about some change that's been going on with we Clark. Could. Um, yeah. Coming up here. Uh, but yeah, that was just all of that stuff is interesting about HBO Max, Discovery coming in and canceling everything. And I'm just, when you look at that Comic Con presentation, Marvel versus DC, and it was like, I felt like. DC was a toddler on their tricycle and Marvel came in on their Harley Davidson Mm -hmm. and revved up and everybody was ready to go. And I just felt kind of sad for DC, like Shazam and, and, um, Black, uh, Adam. Black Adam were the only things. But what is wild is that there was other stuff out there. So obviously, like they could have shown Batgirl footage, but obviously that yeah. was like, that was a red, that should have been a red flag. Um, you know, for this unprecedented event, um, Blue Beetle is done filming. They could have shown some Blue Beetle content. Um, they could have shown Flash content. You know, like I know Ezra Miller is the problem child of Hollywood right now, but that movie is already made. Like him being a weird kid or a weird guy <laughs> is really not going to affect the outcome of that movie. It's just not because. Right. Like he gets paid whether you release it or not. Right. Like that that's <laughs> done. So just give me the damn Flash movie so I can watch Michael Keaton return as Batman, which is probably not the reason I should yes. be the most excited for the Flash movie. Um, but if Ezra Miller was a better person, I'd probably be more excited for his return as the Flash. But, you know, whatever. My son is named Ezra, and I, I feel kind of bad. Like, hurts. I feel like he's given all oh, Ezra's a bad name everywhere. But, like, no, it's a great um, name. It's so old. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're a Jedi. So, like, yeah. No, I know. Yes. yes. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, actually, that was my inspiration. But, was it? Nice. Uh, that'll be nice. another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, so, w- real quick, a little side tangent. When my wife uh, came to me with naming options, mm-hmm. In my head, I had two things that I wanted. I said, I want him to be able to have like a nickname, like a, you can shorten it and have a, a nickname. And then also I wanted it to have like a comic book Star Wars tied to mm-hmm. it. 
So we came down to Ezra and Ollie, Oliver. So Great it was going to be, yeah. yeah, I can call him Ollie mm-hmm. or I can call him Oliver. And then Ezra, even though not like a traditional shortening, but I was, I call him E or Ez. Mm-hmm. And he had that Star Wars tied to it. So that's, that was the one that we went with. And actually, um, if we have another Oliver, uh, if we have another boy, mm-hmm. Oliver will be his name. That's great. I love that. So, See, that's, but those are great. Those are great yeah. names. I also had that mandate kind of in, not mandate, but it was in my head. Like, how can I make this work? My daughter's name is Eloise. Um, and so I was like, ah. which is not a superhero name or anything necessarily. It's, it's a rip on a family name. But like, if you look at the name, you can extract Lois out from it. Um, and Ooh. the beginning of it is L. So you get Superman and Lois in the same name. Uh, and that's nice. just almost for me. Like, you know, because and we don't even call her L or Lois. We call her Wheezy. Like, we don't even call her Louise. So, um, nice. yeah. Which, actually, that actually has another tie. So, uh, Louise Simonson uh, had a long run at tenure at Marvel, and they called her Wheezy. That's yeah, good. I like that. Her. That's good. Hey, that's even better. <laughs> so, yeah, the the Gannon and Vactor households are full of comic ties. I, I think that's the takeaway from this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, so, yeah, that was the, the, the big news that came out this week that I wanted to talk about. Um, I also wanted to talk to Mr. Gannon about what what we've currently been reading or um, even kind of watching uh, the Harley Quinn show. If you're not watching Harley Quinn on HBO Max, you need to change that right now because that I would say is my favorite show on TV right now. It's not animated. I mean, it, whether it's animated or live action, it's like it's just hands down my favorite show on TV. Every episode makes me laugh from start to mm-hmm. finish. Um, so I, I am completely caught up on Harley Quinn. Paper Girls came out which is based on the Brian K. Vaughn comic book, which I love. Um, and then, like I said, today the Sandman came out, so I wanted to get caught up on that. Um, is there anything comic-wise that you've been enjoying uh, recently besides the Green Lantern movie? Um, well, I am also watching Harley Quinn, and I agree. It's like a must-watch on the day of them caught up. Like, it's just – it's just, yeah, yes. it's so the, – The Court of Owls. <laughs> amazing. I was laughing so hard. You know, obviously it parodies and spoofs everything, but like it, you know, like when it's, I don't want to spoil it, but like when it's revealed, like what their like actual intention is in my mind, I was like, this makes sense. This is probably actually what they would do. Like, this is like, this, like uh, comics are PG, PG 13. Harley is definitely R. And I feel like that's more real. That was more real to me than anything. Um, that they put out this. Oh yeah, no, I, I love that. I also want to watch Sandman. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> catch up to that. This is not strictly comic related, but, um, but they have made comics of it, but, um, prey also came out, um, as recording this, a new predator yes, movie. I, I want to see I watched that. about five yes. minutes of it I before recording this episode. It's very pretty. That's as far as I got. Looks good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Looks good. Um, I'm yeah. Very interesting. Also, Rise of the T- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. the movie came out on Netflix. Yeah, that got an. I want to check that out today. Too. Also, the Lego Star Wars block party came out on Disney Plus. So I also want to get to that. We have, I have not had a chance to. There's uh, also a Weird Al um, parody music yes. video that goes along with that, and that we I don't think Weird Weird Al has not parodied Star Wars since Episode One. So I am 
Yeah, that was the first Weird Al song right, I ever yeah. heard was The Saga Begins. So, Oh, yeah, nice, so am, nice. I'm on board for that. Ah. Too. Yeah, so there's tons. I mean, there's there's tons of content out there. You can barely keep up with it all because there was like a week or a week and a half where there was nothing. And so now, yeah. yeah. And so now I'm like, I feel like I'm racing to the finish line to watch all these things. Yeah. And August is crazy. Um, She-Hulk is coming out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited for that. Which did you watch the um, the teaser trailer that came I did. out uh, during Comic Con? Every bit I see more the... of, I'm a little more excited because I loved the comic that it's like really taking its inspiration from. I loved those runs, so I hope it's just yes. kind of like that. And that's what I loved about it was the tone of it. And I, you know, as soon as she turned to the camera. I just put my fist in the air and, and my wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, she's talking to the camera. She's breaking the fourth wall. So like I, that's what I mm-hmm. want out of it. Um, I want that, that light tone. Um, so yeah, I'm very much looking forward to uh She-Hulk when that, when that airs. Um, so yeah, th- those are the kind of uh, TV wise stuff. Um, as far as comic books, Mr. Gannon, I told you, Specifically because um, I was catching up on Nightwing, mm-hmm. which, by the way, that's going to be our book of the month for okay. the comic book. Five out of five. Uh, volume one of yep. Nightwing. And I, yeah, I, 100%. Mm-hmm. I did a little uh, YouTube video on it as well. If you're interested, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can check that out on uh, our YouTube channel. But as I was catching up on Nightwing, uh, Jonathan Kent um, crossed over. And he was in mm-hmm. it, and there was a crossover issue. Yep. And I said, "Oh, I should probably be reading Superman's Son of Kal El because when that came out, like I saw it, and it, uh, like I told you, I got snapped mm-hmm. away. I was gone for so long. I was thinking, for some reason, Jonathan was Christopher Kent, and I was thinking the oh the son if you remember of the Richard yeah. Donner, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I was thinking he was. And so when I was reading it, I was like, wait a minute. And I had to kind of realign and, and uh, readjust. Mm-hmm. And then also, they, they just, uh, out of nowhere, they're like, oh, yeah, I know who he is. Like, I know his identity. And they're calling him oh, Kent. Sure. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't know Superman's identity was out. So I was like, like mind blown. Like There's a lot like, to it. That's, that's actually a lot to absorb, out. like just picking up off the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Superman's identity has been public for a couple uh, years now, right? Yeah, since uh, it was during Bendis' run. Um, yeah, it was all about like, yeah. inspiring that people, was, blah, 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 the Superman thing. I need to actually um, go back because I, like, when I when I actually got snapped was when Bendis started at DC. I see, okay. That was when all I right. left. Okay. And so when I came back, I was like, wait a minute, all this stuff happened. That's wild because that's, um, that wasn't that yeah, long. So I, so that's I just a couple of years. It wasn't, that's not a huge amount of time. Um, but a lot apparently yeah. has happened in that amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and Tom Taylor was writing both. He wrote uh, Nightwing and he wrote the Superman son of Kal-El. Mm-hmm. So I got to tell you, I'm completely caught up on son of Kal-El. I loved this book. The, um, this character as was one I was, you know, I, I remember seeing him and they had the super sons comic with him and mm-hmm. Damien. And I was like, Oh, okay. He's a little kid. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute, he's a teenager. Like I missed all of that when he got aged up. Um, so 
Can you give me a little background, a little I sure can, Bob. Yeah. history of? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, so Jonathan, so Jonathan comes from uh, like a different universe, right? So, like, because this is because oh. they were they were still reconciling the New Fifty Two, and so there was this book that came out where Superman Lois and Jonathan, who were like the original Prime Superman Lois, had a kid named and they called him Jonathan and they somehow magically appeared in this new rebooted DC universe and they like <laughs> kept a low profile and all this stuff and then like a bunch of stuff happened in which the new 52 Superman like magically disappeared as people do in in comics like that was like a thing where they both existed and then they like <laughs> merged together to form the ultimate regular Superman that we know and so but then like other crises happened like the the doomsday clock happened and all that stuff so yeah, oh, right. so right, right. between Doomsday Clock happening and um, uh, Dark Multiverse happening, not Dark Multiverse, was it Dark Multiverse? Um, um, Dark Knights. Dark Knights Metal, Metal. yeah. Um, all that yeah. stuff kind of coming out. And be, like the DC rule is now that everything is all, everything in comics has ever, that ever has been published actually happened. <laughs> like, and so, <laughs> and like, but it comes in flashes from what they like, remember and what they don't remember and just because it's they just know they live in a universe where time is just kind of flubby and things change and whatever and they all just kind of roll <laughs> with it now and they just kind of just move on and it's whatever um and so so jonathan was the kid he was about 10 for a while best friends with damien um and then uh when bendis started writing he reintroduced jor-el who is still alive superman's father Right. And um, yep. And he's like not what? a great person. <laughs> just fine. Um, not the Jor-El, the, not the kind of saintly God figure that we love. He's not a terrible person. He's just kind of like the Smallville. Jor-El. Yeah. It, you know, it's a lot like the Smallville Jor-El. That's a great comparison. He's a lot okay. like that one. Um, and so uh, basically he like a lot of adventures, whatever else. And so his thing was like, I'm going to go to space and I'm going to take Jonathan and Lois with me. Superman's going to stay here. And while in space adventures happen and Jonathan ages up and he like comes back, he comes back uh, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Okay. I truthfully, it wasn't yeah. great. Like, like aging him up, I wasn't really on board with it for a, a long time because then Jonathan went off to join the Legion of Superheroes, um, which is another book that Bendis was, uh, is writing. Um, and like more adventures happened there, and that was okay, but it really wasn't until Superman goes off to War World, he's like, I gotta go free these ancient Kryptonians that are trapped on War World, which is the action comic story that's going on right now. Superman's losing his powers oh, okay. a bit, so that's why he's got the the gray temples and stuff. He's like being oh. his powers are diminishing, um, based off of a story like another story that happened where they're they're not gone. Oh. They're, and who's writing that? Um, Philip uh, Kennedy Johnson is writing action, which okay. is great. I do recommend the this new action um, book that's, okay, that's coming to, out. I yeah, he's basically there with the authority. He took a bunch of people. So he took Midnighter and Apollo, oh. um, Natasha Irons. Um, not he didn't take Constantine with him. He took some magician. Oh, he took Enchantress. Um, it was a weird mishmash of of people, but um, but they're off trying okay. to free Warworld. They're doing like a 
Ben Hur Spartacus thing. Hey, um, actually, you know what? It's, ah. it's more like John Carter of Mars. That's exactly like what it is. Like you know, you've, you've probably seen the okay. images of him in like the arena with the chest plate and the you know the um, gladiator yes. outfit. Um, so they're like they're kind of going full like slavery rebellion. You know, gladiator meets John Carter ah. meets Superman kind of thing. Okay. That kind of reminds me of uh, World War Hulk too. Yes, that, it's like it's like a little. It's similar to that in a lot of ways. It, it's it's been okay. great. It's it's gotcha. been really good. Um, and that's action. That's action. Yeah. And so okay. Um, Got it. So then, so John, it's so like Superman knew that he was going. So it was all about all right, Jonathan. So now it's time for you to kind of step up and be Superman. Like you're no longer Superboy, there needs to be a Superman for Earth, and so mm. as you know, you read Son of Kal El. It's all about him trying to figure out what is yes. his version of Superman, um, like. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's been good. I don't love the book, truthfully. I I like the character. It's, it it took until Tom Taylor to get a hold of him, um, and like especially his interactions with Nightwing, um, the his stuff in Dark Crisis, yes. like that stuff. I'm like I'm like. Uh, even future state Jonathan like I am like uh, to oh, okay. an extent like I, I'm I like his youthful Gen Z version of Superman like how would this work um, and so um, but yeah it's been it's been okay does that have, was that a good enough yeah, history lesson? Know, yeah excellent um, all of our listeners right now are going out and purchasing all of the uh, the books that you talked about, I very much applaud your recap. Um, yeah, so I was very interested to check out more from Tom Taylor because he's everything that he's been writing. Like I said, that Nightwing is my favorite, probably my favorite book mm-hmm. of this year. It's out. It, it's and I don't last read year. every issue right away because I, you know, I get comics every Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, depending on the company and. Whatever. And some will be like, I'll wait for that one to build a bit to let it go. But Tom, T- I am reading his books that day, that next day, if I can help it, because I don't want them ruined or spoiled for me on the Internet. And I just really like his writing. It's so organic. Um, every And he he does this wonderful thing where he actually makes characters characters where, you know, like that's distinctly mm-hmm. Dick Grayson to me. You know, that's distinctly Barbara Gordon. That is distinctly Jonathan Kent. That's distinctly Superman. That's Lois, you know, yes. like whatever. And not every sadly, that's, that's really hard, you know, to have those care, all those characters voices and be able to balance them. Um, you know, right. So it's good. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I, you know, the essence of his character, Jonathan, it feels like it's very much like a combination to me of Peter Parker and Clark Kent. Um, there's that, that sense of responsibility and they want to help out everyone in the world. They don't want anyone to go um, to hurt or mm-hmm. to lack. So I, I really did kind of fall in love with his character in the son of Kal-El book, I didn't like him in, in other books or if anything that I had seen before, um, seeing how he's trying to, trying to fit in without having a, first he tried to have a secret identity and then, um, trying to just kind of get his footing and, and his balance. And he's got his father's reputation, you know, that kind of cloud of, I have to live up to my dad, my dad's Superman. And I have to live up to this. Um, so, I w- I'm very much enjoyed that. Um, 
Actually, I, I am caught up on it. So I was going to say the first volume, but I'm I'm completely caught up on Son of Kal-El. And um, just, yeah, very interesting stuff, what they're doing with his character and, and uh, mm-hmm. Superman in but general. But I think I, I like... Because yeah, it's kind of like... Go, sorry, go ahead. You can, you can go, Chris. Oh, oh, sorry. I was just going to say real quick. It's kind of like the uh, Miles Morales thing in, in Spider-Man where it's, oh, you're not Miles Morales. You are Spider-Man. And it's like the same thing with Superman. Like, you are Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not Superman's son. You are Correct. Superman. So that title... It means like, a lot. Yeah, yeah. It means something. It and what I think uh, both... Uh, Tom Taylor and Philip Kennedy Johnson are are doing really well is that they are letting other characters work off of that and build like Jonathan along with that like there is the sense of respect for Jonathan and like and the Superman moniker the the S shield like in a way that not every like just because they have an S on their chest doesn't mean that they have that you know that aura that ability but like when when Jonathan shows up it's a big deal. Like they rely on him in a way. And I, what I like about Jonathan, especially in this like 17, 18 year old, however he's supposed to be like, he's kind like, and I think like, that's what I love about Superman Mm -hmm. so much is that he's a kind person. Um, and that, you know, like he's a, give you the cape off his back just as much as he will, like, you know, pick up the building for you or save the cat from the tree or destroy the alien ship, whatever needs to be done. And Jonathan follows suit with that, but in his own way, it is distinctly different from his father. Um, but they're still just, they just radiate goodness. And I think that the writing and the art both lend itself to that really well. And some really cool moments. I don't know if you're reading Dark Crisis yet, but this um, the second yes. issue of Dark Crisis has like an amazing Jonathan moment where like, you know, like character is going to get it and Jonathan shows up and it's just like watching like Clark or Superman show like Superman show up and like and it's yeah. just like it's like a cheer moment yeah. in the same way and it's like it made me really realize that like wow I really actually do care about him as a character and I'm like excited that he's here so it's good yeah yeah so I'm going to continue with that uh John Timms is the artist I guess he did the art on Infinite Frontier mm-hmm. as he was well on Harley Quinn for a um, long, have you he was read on Harley any Quinn of Quinn for a long time yeah Ooh. okay um, have you read any of Deceased? Also by yeah, I yeah, I love Deceased. It's it's great fun. Yeah, okay. They're um DC's um, uh, like we're fighting monsters. Books are stellar. They're like low key, so enjoyable. Um, the uh, Deceased, which is zombies, um, DC versus vampires, is great. Um, it's yes. so fun. I, I have yeah, been reading it's that so one. Yes. fun. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah. T- anything Tom Taylor writes, I turned on to him because he was writing the injustice comic which like yeah ah, yes, yeah i don't yes. love injustice i don't love evil superman or anything like that but he is some of the greatest character comic book moments are like come from him like he really nails the dc universe he just understands how they all work and operate and who they are individually yeah did you read any of uh, Dark Knights of Steel? Uh, yeah, I'm as caught up as I can be on Dark Knights of Steel right now, um, which is okay. also very good. Um, I, I am enjoying that one. that one. Okay, that one is one I can let a few issues build because there's a there's a lot of politics involved, and so it like I just kind of like I don't want to forget things, so it's easier to let them build. Oh, it right. kind of reminds me of um, yeah. what was that Neil Gaiman Marvel book in Elizabethan England? Six- Oh, the 16... 16... Yeah, I couldn't remember the number. Yeah, 16 yeah. is like 
16 something it's like of course i'm looking at my comic shelf like over on the other side of the computer but like there's boxes 1602 yeah yeah it kind of reminds me of that it's got that like oh you know like this character is the inquisition or whatever but they're all made up king yeah Ah, but instead of it being elizabethan england yeah yeah exactly it's it's made up kingdoms but it's got some fun fun twists good characters okay yeah i'll check that out for sure um everything that uh tom taylor has done also, I always get confused with Tom King, who I also you love, and the rest of the internet, the two yeah. Toms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I love both of them. Very the so Toms different, been... but yeah, they are. Yeah, yes, they're, they're both excellent yeah. writers. Like they've both been knocked mm-hmm. out of the park. Um, well, excellent, Mister Gannon. I think that's going to bring this episode of. We're going to call this, like I said, this is a crossover episode. We're going to call this. Beer with Kaiju, the comic book Kaiju and Beer with Geeks crossover. I think part one has been a success. And we need to get Mr. Ramblings in here on a future we'll get episode. Him. He'll come. Uh, but thank you very much for joining thank me. Thank you Tim. for having me. Like I like we said at the beginning, like, you know, it's been twelve years since we, you know, first started podcasting together and it's like we never stopped. It's been it's that was that's been great. Yeah. So thanks for having me. Yes, pleasure. And everyone who is listening to this, go check out the Patreon for Thought Bubble Audio, which is the um, the comp- the oh, how do you call it? The production company or the yeah, I guess it's um, our, yeah, it's our network, network our production your company. Podcast. I like production company. Yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. So we have a quite a number of shows yes. um, under that banner from Frank Ramblings and myself and a bunch of other people. Um, so we've been fortunate to be successful so um patreon is a big part of that yes and there's a nice back catalog of uh episodes and shows that you and frank have done together um i've enjoyed everything you two have put out so um continue to do good work my friend and uh, i will continue to support you and uh, we will also our listeners will support you as well um don't forget this episode of the comic book kaiju is part of the geek so to speak podcast network including the sandbox gamers which is our video game podcast Treknological, which is our star trek podcast which we we've had frank ramblings we need to schedule a tim gannon episode oh. of trek oh, uh are you watching, I am lower, watching decks? lower decks yeah about halfway okay. through season two we, and very actually, much anticipating season three Yes. Okay. You know what? Uh, we're on a hiatus right now uh, because Shaf, our other host, um, has relocated to the Pacific Northwest. But when we come back, our plan is for um, Lower Decks. So perhaps you can join us for those. We will off air. Okay. We'll talk about that. Um, Geek, so to speak, our Geek News podcast, which has 200 episodes. You can go uh, listen to all the back catalog. Um, all of those are on the geek, so to speak, dot com slash network or slash podcast. Sorry. No, it is slash network. I'm sorry. Geek, so to speak, dot com slash network. Um, then you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are just CBK pod, which is comic book kaiju. Um, thank you very much for listening to us. If you're watching on YouTube right now, um, not only is this, is this Tim Gannon's First it YouTube is my first video? YouTube video, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. If you 
enjoy not only the dulcet tones of Tim Gannon, but the pleasurable uh, viewing experience, please leave us a comment down below and let us know what you thought about all of the DC stuff that we talked about on this episode. Um, you can like us. Uh, also, click that notification bell for all of the new episodes that come out um, on the Comic Book Kaiju. I'm, I'm trying to put out as much content as possible. I'm actually putting out daily um, short-form content in the form of YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, and TikTok. Um, I got to remember all of them, but... I'm trying to put out as much comic book news and info as possible. I did a little character spotlight on the Joker this morning. So if anybody is interested, go I check love those that reels. Out. I told you that uh, off air, but I, those reels are great. They're just, they're bite sized nuggets of goodness. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so yes, th thank you very much for joining us, Tim. And like I said, everyone out there, if you're listening right now, definitely subscribe to beer with geeks. If you're not subscribed, um, check them out, beerwithgeeks.com, Thought Bubble Audio, all the things you can subscribe to. And I want to let everybody know that Tim Gannon loves comics, and you should too. <laughs>